It's the clash of the table toppers in the Premier League this weekend. OTB Sports Radio, the only place to hear live and exclusive radio commentary of Manchester City versus Liverpool on Sunday. It's time to look ahead uh, to the big game this weekend. Delighted to say off the Anfield wrap. Joining us on the line is Harriet Pryor. Morning to you, Harriet. Morning, thanks for having me on. No, no, all delighted to be able to look ahead to the game. Um, because it's so tight in the race at the top, obviously everybody's talking about this as the game that decides the season. It's like an easy throwaway line, but also might be right. Yeah, it, it definitely is right. I think if you if you look at the season that's that's been and and also the, the past few seasons, Man- Manchester City and Liverpool have gone head to head and toe to toe throughout. And with the exception of us obviously falling a bit short last season, it, it's been a really good competition, a really good rivalry that's been forming over the past few years. And now we get to a point where we're playing them in April with one point separating us. And although Klopp's reluctant to say it could decide the the league and the Premier League title in the long run, I think we all know that whoever wins on Sunday has the clear advantage moving forward how do the emotions differ from i guess this time 2019 but rewind it back to january yeah i think um i think obviously i think if you're looking back at the last few seasons last season obviously didn't go as planned the season before that we we were were miles ahead and obviously we never got to celebrate that that trophy in the way we wanted to and that league title in the way we wanted to i think that this the feeling at the moment is is one of intense anticipation excitement nervousness and a bit of pressure if I'm honest I think if you're looking at the game at the weekend there's a there's a feeling that if we do pick up nothing at the Etihad which is obviously the worst case scenario that we will fall a little bit behind and it will be a little bit of a setback when we've worked so hard to claw back a 14 point gap between the two teams so it's you know a, a nervous feeling now not as good as when we were 20 points clear much better than last season when we were when we were having a nightmare January. After all the uncertainty about uh, Mo Salah, Harriet, is there, was there a giddy excitement at the news coming out of Egypt during the week? Yeah, I think that this talk has been going on for so long now with Mo Salah and talks about his contract and there seems to be little tidbits that have been out in the media then and again and this just feels like a bit of another one. I, I have every faith that it's going to get done. I don't know exactly when that will happen. I think Klopp's been asked the question multiple times in recent weeks, months about his contract and, and the answer has always been the same the conversations are happening between the right parties between the right people and I have every faith that in the end it will get done obviously we know that Salah's contract negotiations from his side are a little bit more difficult they, his demands are higher and as they should be because he is such a talented player he's, he, he's, he's the best, one of the best players in the world right now and I will always continue to say that so he deserves he deserves a lot Are the club willing to offer him everything that he wants? We're not so sure. It does feel like they're coming to the end of the negotiations now. They are starting to agree terms and hopefully we get that that contract sorted out very soon. Is there any indication as to, like, have they met closer to Liverpool's side? Have they moved a bit towards Salah or is it too early to tell yet? I think it's a bit too early to tell. I I think there's going to have to be a bit of negotiation and wiggle room and flexibility, really, from both sides because... FSG are quite quite set in their ways in how they they operate in terms of transfers, in terms of contract negotiations. They don't like to, to you know, the term is used a lot, break the wage structure, and they don't like to do that for any player. And that, that unfortunately includes Mo Salah. However, I think now there's a little bit of acceptance that in order to keep him and recognise that he has got a few years left at his peak, they're going to have to 
going to have to negotiate on that a little bit and be a bit more flexible and hope that the rest of the team accepts because I think that's the the anticipation now is that okay you offer Mo Salah a new contract and he's getting loads more money than the other players well then what do players like Virgil van Dijk start to say and Alisson start to say and other other stars that we have in our team so I think that's why they've been a bit careful so far around just giving him everything he wants. And strangely, it um, that news comes at a time where, like, obviously heading into a game, the magnitude of this game on Sunday, he's not where you would want him to be in terms of form and confidence. He's one goal in nine games for club and country. Um, it's a game that's coming at a bad time for a brilliant player. Yeah, you could say that, or you could flip that and say that this is the perfect game for Mo Salah to get back on track. And he always performs really, really well in big games. And that's the reality of it. People are having a conversation around whether or not he starts on Sunday. For me, you do not leave Mo Salah on the bench against Manchester City, regardless of whether he's in the top of his form or or a a bit below that. I I think, obviously, the the goals haven't been there. A couple of performances haven't been quite there. We're aware of that after AFCON and after the recent World Cup qualifications, it's it's clear that his head has been a little bit, not in the wrong place, but a little bit, you know, distracted by all the contract talks as well. I don't doubt that Mo Salah is, is an absolute professional and will now be concentrating on a huge month ahead for, for Liverpool and a huge season ahead, knowing that the end goal could be another three trophies when they've already won one. So is it himself and um, Jota and Mane to get the nod? Oh, it's a really difficult one because before the Benfica game, I wouldn't have said Diaz had a, had a contention for a starting place. And now after his performance and how well he played, I think he might be one to come in. That middle position is the most interesting one for me, whether you play Jota because he's been scoring so much, whether you play Firmino because he's had so much experience playing in these big games, or whether you put Mane there because he's in the last six, seven weeks had to play that role and done it really well for me I, I'd be starting Diaz on the left and and actually I'd I think I'd put Mane through the middle and, and Salah on the right that's my my starting three for the weekend yeah I know Michael Owen was saying that the fact that he got that Diaz got 90 minutes might be an indicator that Klopp is kind of looking to rest him yeah exactly he did get the whole the whole game against Benfica and I think that was an obvious one for him to play because he knows the league and he's played in that league before and knew the opposition and obviously following on from the game on Sunday we've got another Champions League game on the Wednesday night at Anfield so we'll have to have fresh players for that You could see him being a bit of a cult hero like I mean I think it came to the fore a little bit during the week as a former Porto player he was getting the jeers from the crowd he really warmed to that like and really responded to it seemed to feed off it almost to some degree um, he could see him being a big player for Liverpool on the basis of that type of performance uh, for years to come. Oh, absolutely. He's been so impressive since he joined. I don't think anyone expected him to settle in quite this quickly. The only player we've really seen this with in the last few seasons is Jota. However, he played in the Premier League before. He was at Wolves and had that Premier League experience. Diaz has come in from a different league, from a different country, not speaking the language and, and so many different factors that feed into it and just looks instantly like a clock player. And that's really not an easy thing to do. And he's so exciting. He looks like he's really gelled, not just on the pitch, but off the pitch. He's contributing goals already. He's contributing such attacking flair. He's a, he's a really exciting talent and, and definitely one that will be such an integral part of the team for years to come. The, the, the really interesting thing about Liverpool over the last little while is just the, the slow build-up of depth. And that's not just to do with the, the signings of of Diaz and players like Diaz. It's also to do with the coming to form, particularly in midfield of the likes of Thiago and Keita, who really look, at times over the last little while, undroppable. So what sort of constellation are you looking at for midfield this week, considering they're probably going to start their best midfielders? 
Yeah, definitely. You, you talked about the forwards there. That's in the past few weeks been the biggest selection headache, if you want to call it that, for Klopp. However, moving into midfield, it's also it's also really difficult. So on Tuesday night, we saw for the first time that the lineup starting with Thiago, Naby, and and Fabinho, Naby Keita and Fabinho. That was the first time we've ever seen that. Mm. It was a slightly more risky midfield option. I thought it worked so well. I don't think Kaita comes in for the weekend for a start. I think he sticks with Henderson, Fabinho and Thiago. They're his sort of trusted trio. They're the three that we really know can perform together on the day. And Sunday has to be one of those days. What sort of setup do you think it's going to be? Like, it's obviously not going to be like Manchester City against Atletico on, on Tuesday night where, where, where Liverpool are, have bodies behind the ball. But do you expect him to sit a little, a little bit deeper and try and catch them on the break? Or has Pep sort of got burnt a little bit by Liverpool down through the years that, that he knows that he can't possibly allow that to happen himself? Yeah, I think if you, if you look at Klopp and, and the way that he plays a certain opposition, he won't drastically change his style for any team. And I think that's what's really, really good about him. And that's why we have such a strong identity. Liverpool aren't generally a team that like to sit back deep. We like to push high up the pitch. We like to put our defenders high. We like to use the fullbacks as our attacking our attacking threat. I think we continue to do that. Obviously, on top of that, we're really dangerous on the counter and, and we know that Guardiola won't like that when you have players like Mane and like Salah who are really quick on the counter attack. But I don't think he drastically sits back. I don't... I just don't see Klopp setting up a team in that way because I, for me, both teams score. For me, both teams get a goal and it's whoever gets the second one. So we'll need to be on in our best attacking form. History says, obviously, that quadruple is hugely unlikely. And I'm sure that internally, that's not a conversation they're having. Klopp himself says, oh, game by game or whatever. Is there much chat about it around Liverpool? I'd say there's quite a lot, probably, maybe a little bit, a little bit too much at this stage of the season. But why not? Because it's really exciting that at this stage in April, we are still in contention for all four. And obviously, we've already won the League Cup and now we've got three competitions and if you can't get excited about that as a fan then there's really no point is there and we all know yes it's probably very unrealistic that we go on to win all four because it's it's pretty much impossible task it's so hard unless you have this huge 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 squad and 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 it's you know like we said almost impossible for any team to do so I think we have an awareness that perhaps not however the fact that we are still in the running for it all is what's exciting us the most and if we can come away with with one more trophy this season I think if if we came away with either Premier League, the Champions League or the Champions League having already won the League Cup, we'd be very happy fans indeed. How annoyed are Liverpool fans about a Manchester officiating team? <laughs> Obviously, it's not ideal. I think that it's clear to say it's not an ideal solution. The the, the officiators have no say in this. I, I don't think they'd have chosen that they wanted to do this game to be perfectly honest because why would they why would they want the heat that will inevitably come from it if they make a bad decision or a decision that looks slightly in, in the favour of, of Manchester City it's not ideal we can only hope that it doesn't play a big role and that, that the game goes ahead without a, a bias to be honest which I, hopefully it will uh, we couldn't let you away without asking about Liverpool um, obviously promotion confirmed winning Division 1 record attendance last weekend and there's so much Irish interest there as well and excitement about obviously what's to, what's to come next weekend what's your sense of how they're currently equipped to deal with that promotion? Yeah, they've had such a great season. I, I went to some of their games early on and, and Matt Beard had obviously not been there that long at that point. I think they lost their first game of the season that I went to. And since then, they've gone undefeated and they've grown and grown and grown and they've done so well, the, the women's team. 
I think they might bring a few few new players in in the summer. We might see a few new faces to equip them really well for that promotion. It's, obviously, they've not not had much experience against against teams in the WSL this season. They played Arsenal in the in the FA Cup, didn't do as well. But obviously, Arsenal we know are a, a very top team. That I, I I just have every faith that they're they're ready for this and they they are back where they belong now. And like you said, there's so much talent in that team, so much Irish talent, yes, and so much talent in general, and and so many exciting players. And we, we've had a few Liverpool women's players in the studio in the last few weeks, and they all just said they're really enjoying their football. And that was the first thing that Matt Beard wanted to instill in the team is that they come in, they don't worry as much, and they just enjoy their football. And that's really translated into the performances on the pitch. So I'm, I'm really delighted for them. It's everything they deserve. I'm really happy for them. And I'm really excited to watch them in the WSL. There will definitely be an expectation, um, and I'm not sure will that actually translate the pressure about Liverpool being in the top tier now. Is this team ready right now to to be a comfortable WSL team, or, or do you think that with every team that goes up, they'll be kind of looking over their shoulders for the first few months? I would say it really does depend on the summer that they have and the players they bring in. If you look at the players they already have in their squad, there's there's plenty of talent in there to, to suggest that they will be fine in that top league and that they can handle it, they can handle the opponents. Do they have the best first season back there? Who knows? I think that's hard to tell. Obviously, they're not familiar with a lot of the opposition. They haven't played them in a couple of years. They've had a couple of seasons now in that in that championship but I do believe with Matt Beard and with the new manager and with everything that's the momentum on their side and the team that they're building there now, it, it, it does look like they will have a good run. And, and Klopp was saying as well in the press conference when he spoke about them, there's a, there's a real focus now on that women's team and a real belief that they can do well, a real investment in them. There's so much excitement around women's football in general with the Euros coming up and everything around it that I, I just have every, every faith that they'll be okay and they can handle it.